the country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. My great pleasure to welcome Larry Stewart from Restless Heart to the show. Restless Heart has been a successful country group for over 30 years with hits like The Bluest Eyes in Texas, Wheels, Why Does It Have to Be Wrong or Right, Big Dreams in a Small Town, I'll Still Be Loving You, and the list goes on and on. They just released a great cover of the Glen Campbell classic, Wichita Linemen, and we'll hear that on the show. And Larry has a song called Sweet Hour of Prayer on the upcoming gospel CD, Voices. My pleasure to welcome Larry Stewart to the show. Hey, Larry. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I am doing just wonderful. So great to have you here. It is amazing, the list of hits. I mean, I mentioned a few of them off the top that people will know, but that list goes on and on. How does it feel, Larry, to just have that catalog of hits in the restless heart name. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's the the older we get, the more amazing we realize how lucky you know how lucky we are. Back we, I mean, we were back in the day. You know, back when we got started, we had so many great people around us, and uh, the songwriting community in Nashville was amazing. And uh, it, you know, when we pull this thing together. Um, critics, and, and you know, when we released our music, critics didn't give us two years to, to stay together. It was, you know, wow. it was just a time when it was very traditional in country music. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, these get long-haired dudes with mullets come out with this contemporary-sounding <laughs> country music, and and you know, a lot of a lot of people, establishment didn't like it either. Really, it it, it really caught them. Uh, caught everybody kind of music row, you know, uh, didn't really hit them right at the time. And, um, but, but radio just really supported us somehow, some way, for whatever reason. And uh, it just kept, we just kept sending them and they just kept playing them. We had seven number one songs in a row before we could, before we knew it. <laughs> and uh it was just unbelievable run and um and so you know who would have ever thought almost 33 years later when you guys first got together and started to play and the voices came together is that something you guys knew right away that the harmonies were going to be such a big part of restless heart because they were from that first album with the the single let the heartache ride i mean the harmonies on that are amazing is that something you guys knew right away would be something magical about the group i don't know that we knew it right away and it was really the vision of our founder and producer uh uh tim dubois just he had you know and he has gone on to be one of the great names in our industry and and you know very celebrated he just is just an a talented a, a talented man. I mean, he he you know he found Alan Jackson and Brooks and Dunn and on and on and on. You know, incredible um, 
artist, and he just had his, this vision of this band that he that he was working with his friends from Oklahoma, and and actually I was the last one to join the band as the lead singer, and uh, and so once I joined it, and we realized we were going to go in and cut um, a record, you know, his vision was to have this vocal band, this band that mm-hmm. played its own instruments yet. We all created this harmony vocal sound, and um, so we sat down and kind of worked things out. I mean, we got guys singing, singing harmony that before this band really didn't sing, but they're talented and have ears enough to to be able to to do that. And so, as we would sit around the piano and sit around the guitar and and everybody had the timbre of their voices and the parts that worked really good for them. I mean, then it started falling together as we were recording that first album that, that uh, you mentioned, that the Heartache Ride and, and Heartbreak Kid and all that. And mm-hmm. and then we went, wow. You know, you put the five voices together, there is definitely something there. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we didn't know it was going to be something there where... Uh, you guys at radio played it like you did because um, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We were just making music. We were just young and having a good time and living out our dream and going, hey, let's have a band. Let's see what happens. This is it. The songs we have, this is the sounds we have, and let's go for it. And it was just kind of a meant-to-be thing. And um, and as we went on, we realized that that harmony thing was unique, especially in country music, and that it that mm-hmm. it did kind of you know, flip a switch, so to speak, and it was kind of unique. So we uh, we went with that, and it, and it really worked well for us. And, and I really think that's the reason, you know, that's kind of the, our, the staple of Restless Heart. That's that's yep. our common thread through it. Whether we're doing a bluegrass song or a pop ballad or a country rock song or, yeah. or whatever, it, it, it's those harmonies that kind of fit on any musical bed that we've ever you know, put out, and it's a lot of fun. I grew up listening to country radio, and of course, uh, back in the 80s, when that song came out, Let the Heartache Ride, I was like, man, this is a great song, great group, went out and bought that album, played it a ton of times, and of course, some of the other songs in there that are my favorites, uh, I want everyone who hears this song to cry, Till I Loved You, She Danced Her Way Into My Heart, just great songs, and, and you guys knew great love songs from the start as well, which is also a staple of your career. Well, I, it really is. And <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I apologize to the guys a lot. So I'm sorry you you asked me to be the lead singer, and I just happened to be this love song guy with this voice. I can't <laughs> help it, you know. And some people, you know, would pitch us these ballads a lot. So, um, but man, like I'll still be loving you has been an amazing song. The stories we've heard, the 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 the. Mm-hmm. the the blessing that that song has been to so many people for so many years, and just you know, and you know, emails and and receiving letters and and hearing what it's meant to military men and women throughout the years, it's just that's been that's been some kind of a song for us, and and you know, and it still lives today. We still hear great stories about that, and you know, and there's a, there's other ballads, um, so a long lost friend and. And yeah. some mid, mid ballads, you know, like you know, fast moving train, or or I don't guess you'd call the bluest eyes in Texas a ballad, but it sort of kind of is. People slow dance to it, so <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, been blessed with those kind of songs, no doubt. Let's talk about the beautiful song "Long Lost Friend." Man, I love this song, and you were a writer on it, Larry. Tell me about the song. Well. I wrote that with um, my, my co-writer Dave Robbins, a uh, you know, Blackhawk, who is mm-hmm. also oh, yeah. one of the writers on Blue Eyes in Texas, and and, um, and 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 that song came as uh, organically as any song can. He walked, you know, back in the day, you, you know, you go to the writers' rooms at the publishing companies, drink coffee, you know, sit around, you know, and wake up and figure out what you were going to write with the writers that you had scheduled that day. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he came in and, and uh, you know, he hadn't had any sleep. He'd been up all night and he was just kind of telling us, 
you know, about, um, you know, something personal that had been going on with him and, and his wife, and who are still married to this day, and and uh, so he was just kind of filling me in about the thing, and, and so we started, I said, let's write it, you know, and, and, um, because he just felt like, you know, that going through all it had been through, you know, he felt like, you know, he had found his long-lost friend again, and so we wrote the song, and played it for the guys in the band, and they didn't really hear it, and Greg Jennings, our guitar player, said, well, let me take it home, and and work with it a little bit, and we'll do something a little different with it. So he did this hmm. really weird guitar tuning, and and then mm-hmm. you know if anyone remembers the song, it's this, this harmonic thing that he does on the electric guitar. It's just beautiful. And uh, so we went in and cut that. And and to be honest with you, again, it blindsided us all as to it being a restless heart song. And it's been one of the most requested ones ever since. It wasn't a big number one song, but it was a top ten hit. And, um, you know, the fans, because it's just meant so much to so many people and struck a chord. And So um, it was, that, was really, that was really a funny one, how it came about. It is a beautiful song. Uh, for songs that you guys didn't have a hand in writing over the years, but that you chose to record, what was the what was the process like? Did people get to the point? Obviously, Restless Hearts a big band. Were you getting a lot of demos pitched to you guys? Yeah, there's no telling how many thousands of songs we listened to. You know, we'd wow. we'd be laying in the middle of a studio floor back in the day when you know money was flowing and you'd be in the studio and the producers, you know, were in there and we were all there, you know, and just listening to cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just trying to find some kind of a magical thing was really hard. Um, being the right. lead singer, I would probably have a little more say so uh, in in a song that everybody would consider. But I mean, you know, by and large, all five of us would really, you know, need to buy in or at least give songs a chance to resonate as a as a as a restless heart sound. But uh, that's kind of what we would do. Um, um, and then, you know, not being together, I would still listen to some songs. And, and you know, at the time, though, the songwriting community was so strong. I mean, you know, you had some of the greatest songwriters in the world mm-hmm. right here with, with songs that could be like Dave Loggins, you know, one of the great songwriters of all time, you know, Please Come to Boston. Right. And he wrote of our songs in Alabama. And so you get all these great songwriters who, who would uh, bring you their great songs. And, and, and Tim Dubois, our producer, co-producer with Scott Hendricks, and he wrote a bunch of songs too, and, and of those songs, and wrote some hits for Alabama. And, and you know, he, he, he just, it was just really hard work. I really, that's, that's the process of which is the worst. In the whole recording process is trying to find those 10, 11, 12 songs, trying to all agree on those songs, right. trying to get everybody to buy in and, and really give it up and give songs a chance. And uh, um, so it was, it, being in a band, that's that's not an easy process. I bet you've got, uh, you know, four guys, different opinions. And, you know, you kind of mentioned it there. There, I guess there were songs that uh, all of you didn't hear at first, but maybe they kind of, uh, you got used to the song and you ended up liking it before recording. Loving You is probably our biggest ballad by far. I mean, that's probably just as big as Bluest Eyes in Texas, a big staple, big wedding song in the 80s and 90s. That's really really, you know, our biggest two or three hits. Um, when we recorded it, there's two guys in the band that didn't even want it to make the album because they didn't like it so wow. much. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Tammy Wynette, Stand By Your Man. She hated that song. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> she had to sing it every day of her life since. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, and the reason is, is just because it was just a song of cliches. It just was a this love song. We weren't you know, some guy, some guys just aren't in the love ballad mindset. You know, it just mm-hmm. click with a lot of people. You know, and yep. And um, but we we really did a really cool. You know, again, Greg Jennings, our guitar player, took it home and kind of gave it instead of this really poppy synthy thing that the demo was, kind of put a James Taylorish kind of acoustic guitar to it, 
And then we mm-hmm. put our harmonies to it. And but still, there were still a couple of guys that said, man, that's my least favorite song. I don't think it should be on the album. Well, you know, people who know better than us. Incredible. Uh, I want to turn to some music on the show now, Larry. And uh, let's start with one of my favorites. I mean, it's so hard to say because they're all my favorites, but one of mine, That Rock Won't Roll. Uh, I remember hearing it when it came out. It's just a cool, cool song. Tell me a bit about it before we play it on the show. Well, it's our very first number one record. I remember hearing that song, too. And, again, it's just kind of a play on words, kind of a silly little, you know, kind of a fun song. We really didn't know what mm-hmm. to think about it. All we just knew it was kind of well-written, kind of put a smile on your face, and kind of had a, a nice little kind of play on words thing. Um, yeah. But we recorded it. Um, actually, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't crazy about it. I'll take the blame. I wasn't really crazy about it. And Tim said, well... Because I, you know, the, the whole tongue in cheek kind of a thing was not something that I had done much of. I was, you know, I just, uh, I just wasn't really sure what I thought of it. So he said, "Well, let's just cut, mm-hmm. let's go cut a demo on it. Let's cut the demo first, and then we'll see if, if we like it to cut it." And we cut the demo on it, and man, we all look at it and just go, "Oh, that's a number one hit." So <laughs> we were, you know, so we recorded the record, and lo and behold, RCA decided on that second Wheels album uh, to release it as the very first single off of that Wheels album. And, of course, it went number one, and that and, and we had four number ones off that album. So um, we were off and running, but that rock won't roll. Incredible. Let's hear it now. A great song from Restless Heart, That Rock Won't Roll, on In the Country.
And that is Restless Heart here on In the Country. The song is called That Rock Won't Roll. It is from their Wheels album. And uh, I'm speaking with Larry Stewart from the group. And man, that is such a great song. And the title track of that album as well, Wheels, was just super too. Yeah, well, we uh, that's one of the few hits that is literally totally up-tempo. <laughs> you know, we, we've had, right. had a career of mid-tempos and ballads, so uh, <laughs> we always look forward to that song on the set because, okay, we get to rock a little bit. <laughs> uh, RestlessHeartBand.com is the website to check out. And, man, you guys have so much going on. In fact, uh, a cover song that everybody will know, a very familiar country classic called Wichita Lineman. Of course, a great classic from Glenn Campbell. And uh, you guys, I was reading on, on at your website uh, or, or at an article, had met him, I guess, over the years. But 30 years ago, he specifically said, you guys should record a Jimmy Webb song. Yeah, we uh, we did some shows with him early on. We had the same um, booking agent, and um, so yeah, we remember setting with him Fourth of July back in the '80s, down on a boat on the Mississippi, down in St. Louis, Missouri, just hanging out. He was saying, you know, he was a supporter. Guys, yeah, you know what? You guys just need you need to go Jimmy Webb songs. You guys would kill his songs. His songs are so well written and you guys were doing so well yabba dabba you know all that stuff and so we did some more shows and then we actually opened for him his final two branson shows he announced that it'd be his two final branson shows ever and we got to open both of those for him a couple of years back oh, and uh and you know and, and then that's when we realized you know that Probably wouldn't be on the road much longer. It was before we really knew that, you know, that he was going into the Alzheimer's like he is. I, I, I don't even think we even knew it really yet that it was that bad. But we thought, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to honor Glenn Campbell, you know, with, with cutting one with a little project that we've been working on. So we cut it. We didn't really know what to do with it yet because we were still trying to figure out what we were going to do with the rest of the project. So, um, um a company that I work for, Breezewood Productions, uh, the owner heard it, and she she called me. She said, "Larry, this cut of Wichita Lineman is as magical of a record I've ever heard Restless Heart ever do. What are y'all doing with that?" So one thing led to another, and and so we decided to to you know to mix it, and master it, and kind of put a little single to just to release the single, and thought, you know what? Um, we would love to honor Glenn and 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 put this out. So we talked about it, figured out a little campaign, you know, around social media, decided to just mm-hmm. release a single for now on iTunes, and then we would make it a part of our project down the road. And that's what we've done. As a matter of fact, we've even done a um, – we're doing a video. It should be out, you know, here in the next few weeks. So – We've really had fun doing that. We've had a great time hearing the response from the folks. Even his son Travis wrote a, a review online about how, you know, how thankful he was that we cut it and how much they loved the cut and, and the production. And I mean, so it's really been fun mm-hmm. to re-engage ourselves with the fans, the music community yeah. out there, and, and we've just really gotten great response from it. It's a great cover, and uh, I mean, Glenn Campbell, what a legacy. I grew up listening to his music, of course, and, and just hit after hit, and just what a beautiful voice, and what a great guy. And you, you as you said, you guys had a chance to to, uh, to work with Glenn and to meet him. What was he like as a person? Oh, he was great. He was great. I mean, he was great to us. He was very nice. I mean, you know, everybody that knows us here, she knows he went through some tough times back in, you know, the, you know, the early 80s and late 70s and stuff, but, but he was... I mean, a world-class guitar player. I mean, he, he, just his his impeccable taste in song choices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, he, I remember, I mean, one of the few artists ever, and I've been able to tell him this. I mean, I'm, first of all, by the time I get to Phoenix, was the very first album Santa Claus brought me when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And yeah. I remember, because I remember the first time I heard that song, by the time I get to Phoenix, and and I was a young kid loving music, trying to figure out how to write songs at ten or eight or whatever I was, and and I heard this song and, and it floored me. I mean, it just I could not believe 
how it mesmerized me and how great and what the writing was on that. And and that song mm-hmm. was just, I mean, it's just been one of my favorite songs of my whole life. Still, I still go back and listen to it. I still got, you know, the original cut of it. And, and um, so, you know, and so many other other songs that, you know, I'll tell you what, one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, I don't want to go too long here, but uh, of Glenn Campbell is, I don't know if, if you've ever heard Galveston as a ballad, but Galveston is a kind of an up-tempo, you know, big producer mm-hmm. with the strings and, up, you know, kind, yep. of, kind of got a smile on. Well, it's about a soldier, you know, and remembering right. the girl on the beach of Galveston. And, and, you, and you, if you read the lyric and you just kind of think of it as a ballad and, and where it's coming from, it's just it's almost like a tearjerker. I mean, those songs are just so well-written, and, and, and I don't, you know, we don't get to hear those classic feeling songs anymore. And so, um, anyway, just uh, just what what an honor it is to know him. And and really, what's better is 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 that his family and his fans, you know, have really responded so favorably to Wichita Lineman. So that makes us feel good. It's a great cover, and we're going to get to that a bit later in the show. So, folks, stay tuned for that. Uh, I want to ask you as well about another Restless Heart hit. One of my favorites has a great video to go with it as well. Fast Moving Train. What can you tell me about that song, Larry? That's, that might be my favorite right there. Um, oh, awesome. Well, fast, yeah, Fast Moving Train is just a great story. Um, um guy, some writer by the name of Dave Loggins, who, again... I remember the very first time I heard him as an artist perform his big hit when I was very young called Please mm-hmm. Come to Boston. Oh, I mean, beautiful song. Wow. I mean, that's right in the, in line by the time I get to Phoenix and Wichita lineman to me. You know, how do you get better than Please Come to Boston? No. Oddly enough, when I came to Nashville, I uh, went to Belmont University and met some of the guys here, and then I started working at MCA Music. It was like uh, a time capsule or something. Or I don't know what it was, but um, uh, a staff writer there by the name of Dave Loggins, he was a, like the first writer I met when I went to work there. Mm. And uh, I could not believe that I'm sitting there in the studio doing tape copies. I did tape copies there at the publishing company and and okay. listening to all of his new songs coming in and and yeah. you know um and so anyway uh once we got the band started mm-hmm. um continued to to stay in touch with him and uh, you know work with him here and there and he pitched us some songs and and uh he pitched us a uh, fast moving train and well I'll never forget it because it that song is really uh, a rip, rip his heart out written song. If you know what I mean, it's very mm-hmm. personal to him, and uh, one of the best written songs I've ever heard, quite frankly, or at least that we've ever, you know, recorded. And um, he pissed it to it. I said, "Are you sure you want us to record this? This is like one of your babies." <laughs> and uh, he, he said, "Yeah, man." I mean, Restless Heart, what a great band, and, you know, you'll sing the heck out of it, and I am honored that you would cut it. So we did, and I and, and I thought we really cut a great record on it, and just what yeah. a great song, and we really appreciate oh. it. Yeah, that's one of the most, most that's one of, one of the most requested Restless Heart songs from our fans that, that we have. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that song. Just uh, great, as you said, a story in it, the the, the character in it heartbroken and just the melody everything about that song just uh, stands out as one of my favorites we're going to turn to that glenn campbell song now and come back and talk about lots more and i'm going to ask you about the opry in a few moments larry and the and the great times you've had there and what the opry means to restless heart right now this is restless heart and it's new music from them their cover of the glenn campbell classic wichita line man on in the country County, and I 
And that is Restless Heart, a great Glenn Campbell classic, and they do a, such a wonderful version of it, Wichita Lineman. Uh, check them out at RestlessHeartBand.com, and of course, find their songs at iTunes. And Larry, you guys, uh, you operate is such a big part of your career over the years, and in fact, you were just performing there recently. There's some video up at uh, uh, YouTube and at your website and social media of uh, your performances that night. But tell me about the Opry and what it means to you guys. Well, it means a lot. We are honored, and you know, to to be able to do it fairly often. Um, they they like what we bring, you know, to the stage and to the audience, you know. And we we probably do it every six to eight weeks, sometimes even more, um, especially during the summer months when less artists are, you know, are are available for them to bring in. You know, during the wintertime, everybody's available and loves to do it. But but to stand on the stage and and, it, and in the wintertime, um, we get to go do it at the Ryman downtown Nashville. And boy, now there's, there's some history for you. So um, we just really enjoy, um, even if it's just two songs, going downtown <laughs> Going out to the Grand Ole Opry out at Opryland and um, being called to the stage and plugging in and and playing to the country music fans, we just feel like it's a great honor. And we got to uh, debut Wichita Lineman on the Opry stage last week, so that was quite an honor as well. 
That's amazing. And I guess over the years, whether it's been at the Opry or around Nashville or performing somewhere, you've had a chance to meet some of your musical heroes. Can, can you think of any that stand out? I know there's probably a lot of them, but just some, some of the heroes over the years, people that you grew up listening to that you admired and that you had a chance to uh, meet along the way. Well, I mean, you know, you, you, for so many years, you just kind of goof off with little Jimmy Dickens. He'd walk in your dressing room <laughs> and tell you a joke and, be, you know, and walk out, you know. And, I mean, just the other <laughs> night, you remember before we went on stage, I was standing talking to Bill Anderson, you know, because he's a big Vanderbilt wow. basketball fan, and I am. And, you know, we're talking. We're gonna, and I almost forget to go out on stage the same because I'm standing there <laughs> talking sports with Bill Anderson. So, Amazing. You know, there's been a, a lot of that. I mean, as far as the uh, the older establishment, you know, when Porter was alive, he, you know, just um, just a great person, and and there's so many of them. I mean, you know, there's they're all they're all very nice to us, and um, you know, to, to them there's dimension, but um, that's the, that that it's a, just a family a family affair out there and everyone supports each other and you know like oh you know some so and so's going on we'll go I'll go stand inside the stage and watch them or you know <laughs> um you and and it's, so it's just it's just really uh it's fun to do you know about once every four to six weeks like we do I mean we really appreciate them asking us my guest is Larry Stewart from Restless Heart, and you can check them out online at RestlessHeartBand.com. And, of course, you'll find their songs at iTunes. Let's turn to another great song from Restless Heart, The Bluest Eyes in Texas. Man, the harmonies on this and the story. Uh, another wonderful song. What can you tell me about this one, Larry? And then we'll share it with our listeners. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, until we recorded The Bluest Eyes in Texas, we couldn't get arrested. In Texas, <laughs> and I mean, we could not, we could not get a gig in Texas. Um, wow! Just, I, I think because again, when we got started, we were more contemporary, and 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 country music was more traditional at the time. I mean, we we got started when Randy Travis. We 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 started at the same time as Randy Travis. We were doing some of the same showcases. We were doing some of the same festival. He was in his bread truck. We were traveling down the road together, and he exploded. And so, you know, the big the big explosion in the mid-'80s was, you know, Randy Travis, the Judge, Ricky Skaggs, you know, on and on, you know, um, then out in Alabama, which was very raw kind of country yep. rock. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and then these five dudes with mullets come along and, and <laughs> does this contemporary-sounding thing with all the harmonies. Tim Dubois and Van Stevenson and um, Dave Robbins wrote this song, and and I'm not really sure why. But you know, we had been talking about the fact that we gotta we gotta record some music on our next album that 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 can help us, you know, with you know, make inroads with some of the uh, country music fans, more country music fans, you know, with mm -hmm. when you know. Um, just you know, a little earthier kind of a deal. Well, they brought this song in, and the demo was unbelievably good. It was better than our record, and we were so excited because, you know, when you hear, if you are trying to define to someone about Restless Heart that maybe don't know enough, and you want to define our define our sound from mm -hmm. from a lyrical standpoint, an instrumental standpoint, a musical, a melodic. Storytelling, whatever it is, it would be the Blue Sides in Texas. It represents everything we're about. And um, boy, we we released that song as a single, and it flew up the charts. And the state of Texas has been our best friend since. I'm telling you, we they they have. Uh, I mean, we 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 work a lot in Texas every every single year. Um, so we really appreciate appreciate going down there. Got a lot of friends that. That has followed us for many, many years, and uh, but it was really funny. We could not get a, we could not Isn't that book something? a show. We could not book a show <laughs> in Texas the first two years that we were together. <laughs> and this song comes along and changes all that. Uh, it's incredible what a song can do. It really Isn't is. It? 
Music's powerful, yeah. and you know, and then we just mm-hmm. got really blessed and lucky, and and the stars shine down on us just right. With uh, when when uh, Tim and them brought us the bluest eyes in Texas, sure was, sure was a blessing. Incredible. Let's hear that song now. The bluest eyes in Texas from Restless Heart here on In the Country.
And that is Restless Heart with their great song, number one, Smash, The Bluest Eyes in Texas. Got them a lot of gigs in Texas uh, when it was released, and to this day, of course, uh, you'll find them at RestlessHeartBand.com. And man, we got another song coming up in just a few moments that uh, Larry sings on uh, called Sweet Hour of Prayer, and we'll talk about that Voices CD that's coming out in April. Now, Larry, I wanted to ask you about your influences, the people as you were growing up, the artists that excited and inspired you and motivate you to pursue music. Who, who are your musical heroes? Well, I grew up in an era of um, of bands, oddly enough. You know, back in the you know seventies, I just loved the seventies bands when I grew up. Um, you know, I, I grew up with country music as well because of my father. But really the first 14 years of my life, um, a lot of that consisted of singing and playing with my dad gospel music. And uh, he had a quartet there in western Kentucky, and we would go play Lions Clubs and, and, you know, churches and, you know, high school or junior high school, you know, just do kind of things like that around town. Mm-hmm. Um, he taught me he taught me how to play piano, and he was a great singer. He had a great voice. Uh, to me, he did. I mean, he, it was a cross between Nat King Cole and Bing Crosby. He just had this oh, wow. really classic voice. He was a used car salesman that sang like that, oddly enough. Ah. But anyway, I mean, and he's the reason why I – I'm in the music business is because he he always wanted me to do this, and his best friend was a hmm. producer who is from my own town. His name is Jerry Crutchfield, and he you know he produced Tanya Tucker, and he's the one who produced Paul Lee Greenwood hits. Oh, yeah. So he he produced a lot of people, and um, I came to town, lived in their basement, and they showed me the ropes, gave me a little job, and one thing led to another. But uh, my father is just really. You know, he 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 didn't get to see any of this. He passed away when I was 18 years old in our mm. house, and um, and he was the only one in the family, probably including me, that really had dreams and visions of me going on and being in the music business. Because really, because I was a I was a dumb jock too. I want to be a professional baseball player. Uh, problem with that is I was not nearly as good a baseball player as I'm a singer. So okay. uh, it all worked out right, though. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you you made hits of another kind, right? Not baseball hits, but musical hits. That's right. Now, um, you know, if you want to talk about, you know, that, and then literally, Glenn Campbell was was my first idol. Um, like I said earlier, you know, with the with the uh, about the time I get to Phoenix album mm-hmm. and his ability to to play world-class guitar and, and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I'm, you know, moved into, of course, the Eagles style of, of bands and, and, you know, then listening to some country music. I remember when Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers came out and I'd never heard harmonies like that, that family harmony mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, and, and growing up with my father doing, uh, doing those, you know, quartet, style things, it's really odd that I would move on and, and go to Nashville on a baseball scholarship and, and get involved in, um, um, in the music business and get in a band that's known for their harmonies. So it's kind of funny how how the road took me here yeah. and, uh, and, and been here ever since. Incredible, Larry. I want to turn to another song, we'll talk about it a bit before we play it, uh, Sweet Hour of Prayer, which is going to be on the Voices CD. Uh, I went to iTunes and noticed it's re- going to be released around April 8th. They've got other great singers in there, too. Joe Bonzo, Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers, Michael English, William Lee Golden, and, of course, your song there, Larry. Tell me about your involvement with the album and that song uh, specifically as well. Well, they asked me to be you know, part of it as, as an artist, uh, knowing... Uh, the producer at the time, Michael Sykes, and, and you know, working on some projects with him, and and uh, then one thing led to another, and um, I actually, <laughs> you know, I'm a consultant for uh, the company that did this album called Breezewood Productions, and um, so just trying to figure out a song that I could do, they gave me a couple of 
of options. And uh, it just so happened, like, Sweet Hour Prayer, one of my father's favorite songs, you know, growing up. And uh, and so I said, well, let's do that. And so what we ended up doing is just doing a piano vocal of it. You know, no drums. Most of the album has, you know, drums and bass and, you know, a band. Mm-hmm. And then made a record with it. Well, I, you know, we decided to, to, to do something a little more stripped down and try to make it as emotional and kind of cool and different as we could. And so we, uh, so we uh, went and cut it just with piano vocal and tried to capture, you know, kind of a mag- as much magic and kind of an emotion, raw emotion as we could. And uh, one mm-hmm. of the finest piano players this town's ever seen. His name's Gary Smith. Um, he's, he was kind of the co-producer on a few of the cuts along with being the piano player. And so, um, we got in there and kind of worked some things out and I'm telling you, there was something going on in their room because it just, you know, as you listen to it, that just kind of fell out. We kind of played it and sang it together. It just kind of, you know, it wasn't one of those that everything was strictly worked out on paper. There was no music. There was no nothing. I just had a lyric sheet. He had his deal. We talked about a key change, and and then I would just follow him, and then meter-wise he would follow me. And and it was just really, really a moment in the studio. And we walked out and said, man, I think we got something. We can't wait to, to get back together and, 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 and you know, finish it up and, and mix it. And and I never got to see him again. He passed away just weeks later, um, you know, and I was just, really? Are you kidding me? What a hmm. great, great talent. And we kind of honored him, you know, on this album that... Uh, for being such a part of and being a, such an amazing talent, and um, but, um, but Gary Smith played some of the finest piano on this song ever, and and um, you know, rest in peace, Gary Smith. What a talent! Wow, and it's this is such a beautiful song, which we're about to share now again from that CD called Voices. You can head to iTunes, pre-order the CD now. Uh, it's coming out around uh, middle of April, April 8th, somewhere in there. Well, let's hear it now, Larry Stewart and Sweet Hour of Prayer on In the Country. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and joy 
And that is Larry Stewart, his contribution to the CD called Voices. That is Sweet Hour of Prayer. Uh, Man, another song featuring Larry's great vocals, man. You know, the harmonies of the group are amazing. Your lead vocals there, Larry, are just wonderful. I've always been a fan of your voice. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Much appreciated. It's just an honor to be able to, after so many years, to be able to still get out there and sing and and love what I do. and, And I've been blessed. As we get set to wrap up here, Larry, I just wanted to ask you if Restless Heart, aside from Wichita Line Man, which is out now and is terrific, is there any new music in the works from the group? Yes, we have been working on that, um, actually for a couple of years now. So um, <clears throat> we're trying to figure out what that project looks like. We have recorded, you know, some classics that would kind of go along with Wichita Lineman, you know. Um, nice. And I mentioned the song earlier. Uh, we recut uh, Please Come to Boston. And actually oh, had Dave Loggins sing duet with me on it. So, you know, some things like that we're working on. We're trying to figure out where, how we finish it, where it goes, and how we, mm-hmm. how we release it. And so, um, so we're moving forward on that. And hopefully, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but we're, our target's first of next year to have some new music out. And we're, we're, we're excited to, to get that done. Awesome. And we are, too, excited to hear that brand new music. And in the meantime, so many great Restless Heart songs to listen to on iTunes. Head to YouTube. RestlessHeartBand.com is their website. And uh, Larry, thanks so much for being here, man. This has been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Hey, I've, I've had a great time talking. Thank you so much. You, you've made me think. It was a long time. <laughs> I've had to actually use my brain and go back and remember <laughs> stuff. That's right. That's right. Put you to the test. You did great. Thanks so much. My guest has been Larry Stewart from the amazing country group Restless Heart. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.